Welcome to the Healthcare Executive Podcast, providing you with insightful commentary and developments in the world of healthcare leadership. To learn more, visit ACHE.org. And without further ado, your host, Chris Caraggio. Well, welcome everyone to another edition of the Healthcare Executive Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Caraggio, and uh, today we are honored to have Heather Rohan in. She is the uh, chairman of the American College of Healthcare Executives. And uh, Heather, thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure, Chris. Glad to be here. You got it. Now, we're going to, I got a bunch of questions. We're going to have a great conversation. But first, uh, I'm going to read your bio just to kind of get information out to everybody, and then we'll start. So let me, uh, without further ado, I'm going to do that. So the, the the discussion we're having today with Heather is the the importance in healthcare uh, of dreaming big and 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 all that comes with that. So uh, Heather's partnership with ACHE began more than 25 years ago. During that time, she served her board certification in healthcare management as an ACHE fellow then served as an ACHE regent for Florida Eastern, as well as serving as a member of the Board of Governors leading up to her appointment as chairman. Now, uh, she her, these accolades obviously speak to Heather's strong belief and personal investment in the mission of ACHE. So, Heather is currently the president of the, AC, uh, the HCA TriStar Division in Brentwood, Tennessee. Prior to that, um, she uh, spent 21 years in the executive officer roles for six different medical centers in Florida and Tennessee, the first of which was chief nursing officer. Her education includes an MBA and a Bachelor of Science in Nursing from Barry University. In addition to her service to ACHE, Heather serves on the boards of the Tennessee Hospital Association and Barry University, as well as the United Way Board of Middle Tennessee and the A and the HCA Foundation Board. She has also served as a mentor for the HCA Executive Development Program. So a lot there. Heather has done so much, and she is doing so much for ACHE. Once again, Heather, thanks so much for taking some time out. Oh, again, it's my, my pleasure to be with you today, Chris. You got it. Okay, so let's start with this. Now, you began your career in healthcare uh, in the nursing role, right, as a nurse. Is that correct? I did. Yes, I did. How did how did that? Let's talk a little bit about that. So how did how did that time sort of bedside to folks? How did that prepare you for what you're doing today? And when did you decide to kind of make that shift in the management? Well, you know, Chris, I loved I loved being a nurse and I love nursing and I and I still do today. And what I found uh, the time at the bedside, how, you know, how it prepared me for for what I'm doing today, is again in, in understanding the 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 intricacies and complexities of caring for a patient and all the different uh, different folks that are involved in the care of a patient as well, of course, as the patient and their family. And so as I, as I embarked on my nursing career, much of that time spent in the ICU um, and, and seeing patients come through some of their, their, most, their, their sickest times, um, it, was, it was so rewarding to, uh, to participate in, in the care of those patients. Now, what interested me in thinking about other things besides working at the bedside was the idea of looking at the way that care was coordinated throughout the facility. I had a role uh, for, uh, for a time as the head nurse of the ICU. And in that role, it was, it was kind of mobilizing the team to care for the patients there. But then the interesting part of how did that interface with the pharmacy or the laboratory or the imaging department to see how all these different disciplines came together along with the medical staff and the physicians to actually care for the patient 
and I became very fascinated and curious on how that all worked and wondered what I might be able to do to help facilitate that care and coordinate that care. And that's sort of where it all started. So, okay, so uh, curiosity. You just said it. You were kind of curious to how all those pieces fit. Yes, I was. And I, I, thought to my, I thought to myself, you know, what if I had the ability to influence something here, something between the pharmacy and nursing or something between the recovery room and the ICU? Those all were very fascinating ideas to me to think about how could one help coordinate care uh, better for patients in that way. Got it. So connecting all those dots. Um, That's right. How much, you know, how much do you miss the bedside, though, that, that, that life of yours in the past? Well, well, I do miss it. And I, you know, I, you know, in my days in working in a hospital, I would do things that I could to be able to make sure I could stay close to the front lines. I, I did um, programs Walk a Mile where I would draw the name of an employee in our hospital and I would go put scrubs on and shadow that employee for whatever they were doing to help see what was happening at the bedside. And uh, most of the time, um, understand and start to appreciate some of the barriers that might be there, some of the obstacles that maybe I could help with and we can help with as leaders to help remove those and making sure that we've got smoother care for the patient. So try to find my way to be able to see patients, round on patients, participate in things that would keep me close to patients. That's, that, that's perfect. And that segues uh, nicely into my next question, which is um, it, it's, it's on the topic of uh, diversity education, uh, which is one of ACHE's values, as you know. So what advice, um, what advice would you give to women specifically who are working towards leadership roles, just like you, you did? Well, the advice I would give is to is to be curious and to ask questions, is to ask for things that you want, to raise your hand for things that sometimes may seem uncomfortable to you because you haven't done them before. But I think all those things only serve to enrich your experience and let kind of let the world know that you 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 want to learn more, you want to know more, and you want to do more. And I think those are all important things for for us to do. Yeah, and that's, I guess that says exactly what you said about kind of satisfying that curiosity. Don't be afraid to kind of reach for that, right? That's right. That's right. Okay, great. Okay, now what about, um, what about, because, okay, anybody in, in, in your field who has been where you've been and thinking of moving ahead, uh, man or woman, obviously, um, you know, they're thinking, okay, I'm early in my career. Uh, I'm a little bit overwhelmed with where I, I kind of have a vision of where I want to go and how I want to get there, but it's overwhelming to think about the road ahead in healthcare. There's so many different things to kind of keep track of. What would you tell those folks? Well, what I would say, first of all, I would, I would say to them what an exciting time it is to be in healthcare. It's never been better. I would say to them, there are so many different pathways you can choose in healthcare. So in investigating that and kind of exploring it, you'll know something will call you, something's going to, you know, light a fire that you're going to say, I love doing this part of it. So what I would do is, again, assess, listen, ask questions, find mentors, invite people to have a cup of coffee with you that you want to learn more about or things more about so that you can say to yourself after you've kind of explored the different um, areas of healthcare you can work in in leadership that this is the one I get most excited about every day. And that's the one you should follow. Yeah, that's great. Have great self-awareness of where you kind of fit in, right? Yes. And I mean, the, the ter- you know, it's, it's easy 
early in our careers to have that sense of like, oh gosh, there's so much. But you know, it's just about taking one thing at a time, as we do in life. In life, when things get to be so, you know, things can seem like they're overwhelming, is just to take a deep breath and take things kind of one at a time, and recognize the fact that, if, you know, unless you're at the bedside in, in a clinical setting, that most most of those things are not a life or death have to know right now. You can take a little bit of time to appreciate, ask the questions, and appreciate the, the, the scenarios and understand what it is that you really want to do and would love to do. Exactly. Patience sometimes is tough when you're thinking about your own career. You think you got to fast track. You think you have to fast track it, right? And a lot of times it's, it's the other way. You got to be patient. There's so much time. There's, there's time in your career. And there's, your, your, your one's career often is not a linear progression. It often takes twists and turns. And so when those twists and turns come where maybe you, you don't get the promotion or, or that job didn't happen, um, just take all those as another, as another learning experience and a, a place from which to look to the future about how do you get to that next place. And almost always it'll be something better. Yep, that's a great tip and a great thing to remember. It's tough sometimes, but it's a great thing to remember. So hopefully folks listening will indeed remember that. All right, now, Heather, you refer to your ACHE membership over the years, you referred to it as a partnership, and that is obviously correct because ACHE, you know, it's a, it's a give and take, okay? So what does, in, in your estimation, what does ACHE bring to a relationship with a member? And conversely, what, what should members bring to this relationship? Well, like any relationship, it's it, it is it is it's a two way it's a two way thing. Uh, what I would say, the things that ACH has brought to me and for me in the partnership we've had over time, you know, I, when I think about what we what we exist for, is we, you know, we exist for our members in ACHE. So when we think about ACHE being, you know, a catalyst, a connector, a trusted partner, well, those have, it's been all those things for me. You know, as a catalyst, it's it, it's. It's going to Congress. It's it's seeing what's out there. It's it's meeting different people that you don't know uh, from other healthcare systems. Learning new things. It was an endless. I remember, you know, my experience at Congress, the first one, and and, and subsequently, I was just there were so many things to learn, to see, uh, things to take back to the organization. So that kind of igniting that fire about um, this would be a great way to approach throughput or a great way to approach uh, infections. That type of par- that type of partnership, in my career, as I've worked with ACHE and meeting some of the amazing leaders that are in ACHE and have have been our amazing leaders, they provide they have provided mentorship, they provided guidance, they've been, they've provided you know counsel uh, and and established relationships that I have today that were um, you know started within the you know within the ACHE circle and the ACHE family. So that connection has been so important for me. And then as a trusted partner, when, when one thinks about what is the association that is out there that, that is solely dedicated to advancing healthcare management excellence among all healthcare leaders, I mean, it, it is ACHE. And for whatever we've faced in our changing landscape of healthcare, which we continue, we have, and we continue to face, you know, ACHE has answers and resources and solutions for us to help us navigate our way through uh, our dynamic healthcare environment. So it's been a wonderful, it, it has been and is a wonderful relationship, um, the one that um, that I've been fortunate to have with ACHE. 
and you mentioned resources, and one of those resources is that is that initiative, uh, Leading for Safety, a Blueprint for Success, which I know you've adopted. Uh, can you talk about the impact uh, of that resource, of that initiative? Yeah, I, it, it's such a, it is so great, you know, and it's so, it's completely, it's free, it's free to download for any organization to take a look. And it has been put together by some of the best and greatest minds within our country around patient safety. I mean, how great is that? Mm -hmm. And so within our company, we've utilized this, the blueprint for the last couple of years. And and for for a couple of reasons, first of all, it it provides a ready-made assessment of your organization relative to where you stand in the culture of safety. And we've utilized it with our leaders in terms of things like implementing senior executive rounding on the nursing units and having that face-to-face connection of our leaders with our frontline staff about, again, what makes it easier to conduct their work, what makes it harder, what things make it safer, what things are are barriers to that. And so it's opened up this entire dialogue among the team and the facilities to help make our culture safer so we can reduce and hopefully um, eliminate harm to our patients. And then the other, another part of the, of the work that's been done in the blueprint was, again, working with your, your boards, your advisory boards and your boards of trustees within your facilities. And we've done that as well in terms of providing presentations to our boards and education for them on just all the things that we are monitoring relative to our patient safety within the organization. So it's been a very helpful tool thus far, and I know that there is more to come and helping us take full advantage of all that's there in the Blueprint for Safety. Great, great. Well, you've ter- certainly taken advantage of that initiative just by that answer right there. I want, I want to read uh, a quote from, from, this is from your first address, right, this past, this past March as chairman in Congress in 2019, right? Yes, yes. Yes, we were there. We were there. So in, in March, <laughs> okay. it was it was it was quite uh, quite an event there for that week. But but you uh, let me read this quote, and then I want you to kind of speak on it, if you will. Um, in your address, you you uh, you you said this. You said, "Don't let what you think you can do stop you from what you dream you can do. Dreams can come true." Let me say that again, because I kind of want to just grasp about it. So don't let what you think you can do stop you from what you dream you can do. Dreams do come true. Okay, so elaborate. What, what you know, obviously you shoot for the moon. Is that that sort of thing you were thinking of there? Yes. You know, uh, Chris, in our lives, in our, in our careers, I think we all have moments of wondering what are we capable of and what's possible for us in our lives. And sometimes we can say to ourselves, you know, that will, that's not going to happen for you. That would never happen. And we have that, it, it can happen to anyone, and it's happened to me too in my career. And yet, um, and yet in there, inside, is that sense of, um, I could, why not? Why can't I do this? I could do this. And you dream about it. And I dreamed about being the chair. And so I would say, and that, that applies to almost anything within our lives and our careers, that we have this very um, pragmatic thinking um, self-talk about what we can and can't do, that we that hopefully we don't get in the way of those dreams that we have to pursue them and to go for them and ask for them. And I, it's such an honor and a privilege to serve as the chairman, and I am just uh, so excited and thrilled. I've been meeting uh, amazing people in our chapters as I've traveled this year, and it's been an incredibly one of the most rewarding experiences of my career. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. How how has it been? And so that rewarding, oh. huh? Was is it what you thought it was going to be? It it, it is and more. As, as I've traveled and, and again in visiting the chapters and looking at the the great work that they're doing 
in helping at right there at the at the grassroots, bringing the um, education, the knowledge, the, co- the the collaboration, the colleagueship together um, within these chapters. It has just been so uh, um, inspiring to me to see what everyone is doing and what all of our chapter leaders, others support, and you know, and and how our ACHE staff supports all of that. Uh, just feel very fortunate to be part of it. That is wonderful. Heather, thank you so much for joining us and kind of shining a light on where you've been, where you are, and the journey and, and some of the, the tips to help people along the way. Uh, again, we appreciate it. We know you're busy. Well, Chris, it's been my pleasure. And I would say to anyone that, you know, there's, there's so many amazing things to do in healthcare today. We'll never get done getting better. That that tells us that we've got a, a long, long road to try to do things better, a little bit better each day. So I wish you the greatest of success in whatever you're endeavoring to do. And thank you for your time with me today, Chris. I've enjoyed talking with you. That's Heather Rohan. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And folks, thank you for listening to another edition of the Healthcare Executive Podcast. We will see you next time. This has been the Healthcare Executive Podcast. Brought to you by the American College of Healthcare Executives. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider rating and reviewing on iTunes or your podcasting app of choice. And for more information, find us online at ACHE.org. <laughs>